Imagine, if you will, taking a journey to the furthest boundaries of thought, where walls stand to contain what you think of as known reality. Imagine now, discovering that these walls are nothing but thoughts, made up to limit your experience as conscious being. These walls, when seen, crumble into the sea of nothing from whence they came, revealing what we refer to here as the Miracle Soup. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Miracle Soup with your host, Christoph Heinen. Today, I went for a run, um, and as I was running, I got the most incredible download for this podcast. I mean, it was just the ideas were flowing. I knew right what I was going to say when I sat down at the mic, and as I sit down here with my mic and my laptop, everything is just flown out the window. I have no idea what it was that was coming through that was so eloquent on my run. So bear with me. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff, but that's kind of the beauty of the creative process is it's really a great thing when you don't know what you're going to do because then it's not, um, there's no package that you're trying to fit your uh, insight and your creative Uh, energy into there's just more of an allowing to let you know whatever wants to come out come out so um so yeah that's kind of the gist it was a really great run um i have since moving back in with uh the family i have had a lot less time um that's completely been freed up to you know do podcasts and to write and to go for long runs and that kind of thing which is all good I mean, I'd rather, um, I'd rather have more time with my family, with my, with my kids than, you know, tons of time just to self-indulge and, you know, self-care, which is great, but you know what I mean? It's, it's a balance, isn't it? It's always this juggling act. So, um, so I kind of have been falling off the wagon with the training for this 50 mile, uh, Castro Valley. October 5th is my first 50 mile race and I just had not been training and, um, you know, put, putting on some pounds, eating real good, you know, um, being cooked for and everything like that. It's been really nice. I noticed I was just kind of saying, well, fuck it. Maybe I just won't do this race. You know, it was only 125 bucks to sign up and I'll just whatever. And I was kind of losing it. I couldn't even imagine getting up for going, going for a run. And then out of the blue, my bro Max, he calls me. He's like, "Dude, you're doing this race. You signed up for it. There's no question." I mean, and to him, it just sounded like there was just—it wasn't even an option. It wasn't even something to be considered that I wasn't doing the race. It was like, "Of course, you're you're doing it." And dude, it's gonna hurt. And it's—and he said it's gonna hurt more than anything. And uh, and there's no shame in just going back to you know doing marathons and half marathons, but sorry, bro, you already signed up for this race. So you're in it. And and like, man, that kid, <laughs> it lacked that's that flipped a little switch in me. So, um, the next morning I was up, uh, five 30, I think I got up 
and I went for it and I got my 10 miles in. And then once again, you know, this morning I get up, uh, I got probably about 10, 10 miles as well. So I'm back on track with this race. And, um, I think, I think that part of me wanted to kind of ooze out, scooch out, mosey out, squeeze out, wimp out of, of the running race, because there's a part of me that thinks, or there's a sort of a, a storyline that I've noticed over years, which sort of says like the, the, the dreams that I'm aspiring towards, um, aren't spiritual. Like there's something not spiritual with running because running's not sitting for an hour in Vipassana meditation or sit, uh, running isn't chanting the thousand names of the divine mother or running isn't like some other prescribed spiritual practice. And, and I, and, and whether it's running or maybe it's even like writing a book thinking like, well, it's not spiritual to write a book because who am I? I'm not like enlightened or anything. Um, and it's just a distraction. It's more mental chatter or maybe it's even the podcast, like, oh, who am I to do the podcast? It's not spiritual. And I think that's like a really unfortunate story that, um, I've noticed in myself. And I also, um, admittedly, you know, notice in my peers, my peer group, you know, we, there's so many stories that we use to get us out of doing what our hearts are really, um, longing to experience and longing to create. And that's unfortunate. And I think that the more we can notice that kind of um, hijacking, that kind of sabotage that our mind likes to use, the more we can like live a really fulfilled life and go ahead and, and accomplish those things. Because look, you know, if we just look back at our lives and see the things that we've accomplished, the goals that we've set and accomplished, it's brought so much fulfillment to ourselves and that fulfillment inevitably spills over into our um, our friends, our family, it inspires other people. Um, so so it's all good. Just you know I think it's really important that we really honor our dreams and don't let <laughs> the ego use spirituality and spiritual teachers um, to sabotage living a fulfilled and um, alive and, um, you know, activated life. So that's pretty sweet. Um, back to the run after I have a quick, a uh, quick sip of this delicious butter coffee, I don't call it bulletproof cause I don't have any MCT and it's not actually like brand name bulletproof, but man, the bullet, the butter coffee is just like such a go-to. It's delicious. Thank you very much. So yeah, the run, setting dreams, setting goals. And as I was running, what was coming up for me today that I, the download I'm starting to remember, um, is this, the theme of our addiction to misery. And it started to just become really clear with me this morning as I was writing and I was running that these spiritual teachers, you know, like Amma, for example, or any of the saints named Kroli Baba and Ananda Maima, they're really trying their very best to remind us that our experience in life as humans, like, is supposed to be joyful and that this joy and this peace that passes all understanding is, is available to us. So they recommend 
you know, again and again to constantly repeat the name of God or some sort of, you know, this vibration, this um, reminder, a mantra, a syllable to remember God constantly, God being the source, right? And it's amazing how hard that is because we are so conditioned and addicted to suffering. And think about it. On my run, as I was as I was running, I was starting to think about all of the things that I cannot control that are in the future or that happened in the past that aren't happening right now, that are not in any way associated with the absolutely stunningly gorgeous sunrise coming over uh, the mountains of this of the Sierras. Um, Things, stories, scenarios that had nothing to do with the feeling and the aliveness in my body of, of feeling um, energized and awake and, and running in this beautiful day and noticing the beautiful, uh, refreshing air, you know, filling my lungs and filling the cells in my body. Um, stories that just basically sucked, like really shitty uh TV programming, like I'm just tuned in to this crappy ass channel of drama, like some soap opera. And I'm just like all and my energy is going into this soap opera over and over. And it's just all it's doing is creating like suffering. And it's injecting my system with um, chemicals and hormones that just don't feel good. You know, they're just like, uh, like a low level or even high level, depending on how good the, the nightmare story is. But it's basically just like a some kind of a fight or flight um, stress hormone cocktail that's even, even if it's just like a low level, it's still a murmur of just discontent and feeling like on edge. And, you know, that's the addiction. And I think that we literally learn um how to just suffer and how how that actually creates an identity that we're so familiar with as somebody who consistently feels this way, consistently has these experiences that reinforce these certain feelings of fight or flight, of, of totally like lack of self-worth, of fear, of impending doom, you know, all these apocalyptic stories and, um, it, and all the movies that we watch and all the shows that we watch, they, they like literally are, they're addictive. They, they inject our, um, they trigger our bodies, um, our, our survival mechanisms to dump these cocktails of fear and fight or flight into our systems that we're addicted to. So we're just getting more of this addiction to misery with the things we watch, but then it's not just, it just doesn't stop there. When you turn off Netflix or Amazon, you know, you go watch, you just like the dynamics in your family or with your friends or at work. And there's all kinds of drama that are like continually reinforcing this negative cocktail, this or not a negative cocktail, but a um, specific cocktail of hormones that create stress and hypervigilance and which leads to hypovigilance, which is like lethargy because you finally get so like adrenally fatigued from being stressed and on all the time because you're stuck in your head imagining these scenarios that are completely playing out in a fictitious way, but your b body doesn't know the difference. So you're, you're basically like in this fight or flight all the time, like 90% of the day, unless you figure something out like running, like creating like art, like some kind of creative, um, 
outlet, which is going to, you know, integrate these negative scenarios and these negative storylines and help you just like feel calm. So, so this addiction to misery is like the first step to um, breaking these addictions and these cycles is to see it, like really see in your day how often you're just fucking miserable <laughs> or how often in the day you're just like, there's just the murmur of discontent and dis-ease and dissatisfaction and and like fear. And it, it, I'm saying a murmur because I think it's like there's been a veil. It's like a hypnotic veil that's been drawn that we've cast over our consciousness where we're constantly like we don't even realize that that's that that's happening because we're so used to it. We're just so used to being like pretty like miserable, just like a general feeling of shit, which in functional medicine, I actually heard that that's a, a diagnosis now. It's called um, FLS syndrome feel like shit syndrome it's just like a general like not feeling stoked just general like mild depression you know um eating the foods that are just gonna also reinforce the addiction to misery because you're gonna guilt trip yourself which all that guilt like floods in the negative um hormones into your system to make you feel more shitty and the food themselves breaks down your immune system and you know tweaks out your your serotonin and your um, dopamine levels so those are all out of balance so you just are, it's continually like getting more and more um, miserable and because the addiction's getting it's craving more and more misery and so the situations in your life get more and more intense and you know it's just like more to worry about and more to freak out about unless you can break that cycle so what I wanted to do is um, you know, get a little bit more vulnerable here and share sort of like a, I guess it's like a poem that sort of came through this morning um, that is relevant to this addiction, something that um, really kind of snapped me out of this cycle I've been noticing in myself where I'm just like beating myself up and creating situations and just like thinking and investing my precious life force, my precious time on the planet, just thinking about negative things that aren't serving me. So I, what I wanted to do is share that, um, share that with you right now. Be vigilant with your vibrations. Be vigilant. You are choosing your dream. You are choosing your nightmare. You are choosing heaven or hell right now. Even as you read this text or listen to this podcast. Aren't you done already? Haven't you had enough of creating the nightmare for yourself? Drop that baggage. Drop that blaming of the dream characters you continue to dream, who prove your vicious lies you made up about yourself. Let go of the hurts and the story cycles that suck your energy like leeches from the pond. You can drink from the cool springs of forgiveness recognizing you are the dreamer of all you perceive and that no one is the problem. Oh, but when that liquid fire starts pumping through your veins, rage from the betrayal of others, the injustice, the harm they caused you. No, this is your harm you cause yourself. No one can harm you. You are crucifying and punishing yourself over and over 
and using the dream characters to affirm the torture. It is a veil. This world of appearance is a veil covering the inner workings of the ego. None of this is real. You are in a hologram. You are seeing only the worship, um, only the workings of your mind being played out and projected out. Uh, my handwriting is so bad. <laughs> and projected out on a screen that seems outside of you. That's the great deception. That is your work to crack. That's the big bang where the ego believes it's separate and blasts its projections outside to constantly trick you to think it's out there. Happiness and misery are all out there. No. You are the source. You are the projector, the director, the actors you have cast. Wake up from the spell that it is out there. Wake up from the nightmares and the cycles of torment. Come home to perfect peace, forgiving all the projections you have made, forgiving yourself because it's a strange dream and you are waking up from it all. This is the greatest gift, the greatest achievement, the greatest purpose of this life, to reclaim your inheritance, your sovereignty, your home, that is peace, that is perfect love, that dissolves the binding illusion of a bad dream. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what came through this morning. And as I was writing it, it was just really, really hitting me like, wow. I am choosing my reality. I am choosing to think about stories that make me feel like shit or stories that uplift me. And so one of the cool things about running races and having goals is that when the little stuff, you know, the small stuff starts coming up and trying to grab your attention and seduce you into some big, dramatic, depressive state of anguish because the story in your head is just so miserable and nightmarish and freaky. Once you notice that, you can shift it into that creative goal. And I've been doing that, you know, like noticing all the little things I can get all worked up about, which I do get worked about about, but then I've got this race. It's like, that's bigger. That's kind of a bigger thing to think about. Like, where am I going to stay the night before? What am I going to eat the night before the race? Uh, what's my backup plan? What am I going to do about my knees? How can I strengthen my knees before this race? Because they're starting to hurt a little bit. What, what, what kind of food am I going to eat on the trail? Am I going to use a camelback? What am I going to do? You know, these things are much better problems than, oh my gosh, this person doesn't like me and hurt my feelings and I should get them back. And then what's going to happen? But two years ago she did that. And then, but but then she promised this and didn't happen. And, you know, all this just squibbing. It's like, Jesus Christ, time to grow up. You know what I mean? So that's 
pretty much the theme for today. If you guys are interested in learning more about um, the addiction to misery, um, I would highly recommend uh, the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I just got his book. Um, it's called, I don't even know what it's called, something about supernatural. So if you type in supernatural and Joe Dispenza, you'll get it. But he's got a bunch of other books. Um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is a good one. Um, and also he's got just so many like workshops and lectures and tapes and YouTube, you know, information. And he really gets into uh, just deep nitty gritty little details about the actual scientific basis and the physiology and even the quantum um, workings of what's happening with our addiction to misery and how to, you know, break free of it and how to really like radically transform your life and see miracles occur because he has some pretty amazing testimonials, including his own story of healing a back problem, um, sort of with this, this technique of shifting the stories in his mind. Um, and you know, there's some incredible stories in his book of people having just amazing healings where doctors have said, you know, you're, you're done. You've got like three months to live at most. And they apply these, these meditations and these techniques and this understanding, you know, of changing the stories and changing the addictions and the, uh, the cocktails that are being created in our bodies and our minds, our brains rather. Um, so yeah, and it has just a profound healing effect. So I highly recommend that work. Do Dr. Joe Dispenza um, has really been really been helping me out a lot. So big shout out to Joe. Thanks, man. Um, also, I am finding it challenging right now to get guests, namely because I'm so busy um, with family, with work. I kind of got two jobs going on, uh, no internet connection, where I'm staying. So it's kind of challenging and I'm just taking that. I, I was fighting it for a while and creating negative cocktails or <laughs> cocktails of suffering in my in my system because I'm thinking, oh, I got to get this done and I got to do these podcasts. And I got to da, 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 add this other thing to do on top of the running and on top of the family and the work. And it's just like, I'm just over it. You know, I'm, I'm going to make this podcast every Monday, whether I like it or not. And I'm going to put something out there the best of my ability without stressing out my family, without stressing out myself, without expecting myself to be like some like utterly impossibly perfect superhuman that has all of the, you know, interviews already laid out with all the famous people and blah, blah, blah. And no, it's just this, this is fun, man. This is a fun thing. If you enjoy listening to it, that's great. If you're getting something out of these podcasts, I'm so stoked. And for me, that's important too, is the fact that I'm having fun. I'm not stressing myself out. And this is just like a cool thing where I can uh, share um, sort of my story and my, my path and my journey and the things that are helping me so much because really the last part of that poem where it was going was um, the last part talked about the importance of how our greatest work in this life is to wake up from this dream of suffering that we're creating this nightmare over and over. And it's uh, our true work is to wake up from that and live lives of joy and to like reclaim our, our inheritance and our birthright. That is like the peace that passes understanding and the joy and that the real miracle comes when we share that right so the course of miracles says to have peace teach peace 
So that's sort of the idea of this is that I'm floundering through this life with all of you and with all of us. And some of the things that are really working for me, I'm going to share it because that really um, fills my body with some like really positive, elated chemicals that not elated chemicals, but chemicals that create feelings of elation within me. Dr. Joe talks about um, some studies that he did where uh, his team worked out where they would have the test subjects go into states of elation. You know, just um, they'd have them with through meditation. They'd go for like, I think, 15 minutes, three times a day and access these um inner states of just of joy and gratitude and um, upliftment, that kind of thing. And if these people continuously did that three times a day uh, over a period of some time, they took some measurements and they um, found out that their immune response, their immune systems had been like incredibly amplified um, and enhanced as well as other physiological responses in their bodies they're basically just got way healthier and um and that basically like this was creating an inner pharmacopoeia within them which was um having profound health benefits so it it really does a lot of good <laughs> just to begin to control the nightmaring as abraham hicks says they say you guys got to stop nightmaring so much and start daydreaming more and start envisioning the things that make you feel good. That's why they keep saying over and over, it's your primary, it's primary responsibility to control your vibration, to choose, to, to monitor and to um, pay attention to how you feel. And it really is. I mean, isn't it? Because all of the things that we think we're aspiring and working and working so hard for in this life is only to get to this final like feeling of peace and relaxation and contentment but if if we don't have that now nothing in the external world is actually going to provide that for us in a lasting way it has to happen regardless and irrespective of the uh appearance in the world like even if shit is going on all around us we have to stop deferring our peace and happiness into the future. It's like, yeah, once this person's out of my life, then I'll feel happy and peaceful. Like, I really admire people who are happy and peaceful, but they must have all these things set in such a way for them to feel happy and peaceful. And I don't have that. So once I really work hard at arranging all of the factors in my life in such a way, then I can be peaceful and happy. And that's such a false such the wrong way to go that's such a false concept that's such an illusion that's the total trick of the ego that's the whole trick of the mind it's like it doesn't matter what's going on around you what's what matters is that you create this inner environment of of peace of like contentment of gratitude of ex, of joyful like of expectancy of joy of hope you know whatever these positive things are we don't need to be surrounded by the most ideal you know, circumstances to have those feelings. We can start doing them now and then watch the outer world conform to that feeling and reinforce those beliefs and those feelings instead of the other way around where probably what's been happening with so many of us is um, the world conforms to our nightmarish 
fears and beliefs and worries and continues to reinforce that. So it's really, really important, good work to just like honor that as priority that we're going to um, find ways to cultivate like positive emotions and feelings and not that there's anything wrong with feeling sad or depressed or anxious or frustrated there's nothing wrong with any of that you know that comes up but um, to be able to like work with it so those things don't overtake our whole life and ruin our relationships and and continue to just like wreak havoc you know we need to be able to learn to work with them so i hope you guys have gotten something out of that if so go ahead um hit the subscribe button. I love to know that you guys are listening. It gives me, it actually really does give me um, sort of feedback to, to keep going with this. And it also creates a momentum for other people to begin to tune in to the movement of Miracle Soup, to the, um, the project, the community that is being created here on Miracle Soup. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate all of you for tuning in. And until next week, Um, Have an excellent week um, practicing, releasing the addiction to misery and cultivating um, a truly beautiful, happy dream as the Course of Miracles calls it. You know, we can we can wake up from this nightmare and create a happy dream that enforces and reinforces our our love for ourselves, for the beauty of creation, for life itself. So thank you all so much. Aloha.